the script conference room at the Sheraton Hotel during the JFL Toronto. I, know this, I love this shit because it's so much funnier when you're just like, where did you record this one? Uh, in a random conference room that we kind of bogarted. Basically, if you see us constantly looking over, it's for security. I have my pass out just in case. So they see that they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. What's up? What's up, man? A lot of time to see. I know, dude. It's good to see you. Uh, for those of you who are watching this, <coughs> this is the dumbest timeline. You guys know the vibe. The whole point of this podcast is that we live in the dumbest timeline, not the darkest one. And every week we think of something that makes us feel like we're in the dumbest timeline and we try and discuss it with a guest. This week, our guest is... Wait, he's Sham Coletti, baby. What, what? Mr. Coletti. Um, dude, so this week I'd, I'd hit you up. Yes, I had many dumb things to bring about. Bring up. Uh, you obviously read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. One Love of, it. Uh, one, I think it's like the book three or four when they meet the guy with the dolphins on the on the beach, and he his whole thing about like the the box of toothpicks having instructions on how to use. <laughs> He's just like obviously we are in the dumbest timeline. Like if you need instructions on a box, and that, that's like having worked in like health and safety, like. Uh, um, uh, Understanding that there are instructions on how to consume things because people are so dumb. Yes. But then there's like dumb people who like, you know, even post COVID, you spend twenty bucks on a fucking movie theater ticket and you speak <laughs> the entire time, the in two and a half hours, nothing of value ever, and like like in a room full of a hundred people trying to have a shared experience. Yeah. Uh, but you shot me a potential subject yeah. that immediately triggered like a deep innate revolutionary like like impulse instinct in me i got so i only heard about this a couple days ago i've never heard anyone else talk about it until my partner was reading something it was just like man this quiet quitting stuff is getting out of hand and i was like what's quiet quitting and she's just like have you and she knows that i spend a lot of time online she doesn't spend a lot of time online so she was confused as to like how did you miss this this, <laughs> this is- new buzzword this new thing that's like on the front of every financial and like a, a kind of conservative paper right quiet quitting right Are you kidding me so, for those of you who don't know what quiet quitting is, I will try and explain it as unbiased as possible because I want us to have a discussion. Actually, you know what? No, fuck that shit. I'm going to explain it as it is. Uh, a bunch of people who... Capitalist fat pigs. That, that, we, I almost feel like we should do the Key and Peele... Um, Barack Obama. Yeah, yeah translator. So, so a, bu- a bunch of people. Capitalist fat pigs, yes are trying to reframe the idea of not doing enough for the company. They're trying to shame people who decide to do everything in their job description and no more than that. And in doing so, they're trying to frame that so that they can um, convince people that the company is worth dedicating more of your time. They want them to work harder so the company makes more money, even though the workers who are working like twice or three times as much get little to no additional benefits. In fact, probably they're going to get their shit cut. <laughs> and that's pretty much it, folks. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Listen, it is infuriating because I have spent my entire adult life working in the corporate and public service. Mm. And it's always them trying to maximize their profits and their output at the expense of all the workers. Right. Okay. Right. We are on the cusp of another workers' revolution. Right. Because we are eating it. Okay. We're in late stage capitalism. The fucking veil has fallen down. We're starting to realize that corporations, which are owned by a very small finite group of people smaller small that have most of the world's money yes. are trying to shame us into making them more money trying to make us feel guilty about the fact that I don't want to 
put my blood, sweat, and tears into a job for the bare minimum money they can give me without right. it being criminal or what it effectively is becoming, slavery again. Yeah, yeah. And so that they can pocket their money. And I know I sound like, you know, just like a fucking like loony conspiracy, no. like a commie kind of a thing. But the, the flip phrase to quitting, quiet quitting is... The way they're supposed to actually put it is working your wage. Right, right. They want – they're trying – especially post-COVID when the world shut down and people started to realize that they could still functionally do their jobs. I'm not talking about people like in the service industry or like retail where you actually have to be at like the register or serving people. I'm talking about people who work in offices in any capacity that they don't need to do the – unchanged since like post like baby boomer like world war ii nonsense where you have to go into the office with a suit and tie and work at a desk you could literally work from the comfort of your home right still put out the output but not have to be micromanaged uh like viewed held in your corporate cell for the eight hour duration because they need and by they i mean management needs to feel as if they're doing something meaningful with their lives because they're past the point of being an actual worker they're just managing the workers so now you have an entire like like i'm talking an entire globe being able to work especially younger people uh like the gen xers i'm really betrayed by because baby boomers are classic you know like if you watch Mad Men, it's just that mentality but like through the years yeah but gen xers like basically dress like millennials but act and still have the social uh, same professional social values as baby boomers so like even there they're like say come back to the office like maybe two or three times a week meanwhile i'm at home vibing i don't have to spend three collective hours a day commuting to my job back and forth when i can just roll over sit on my couch not have to keep spending money on like i know i'm not a lady but like makeup and hair uh clothes uh shoes uh um uh um, uh, transit passes food i can be in the comfort of my home i don't have to be micromanaged by my uh, you know potentially shitty boss or you know be trapped in that elevator conversation with just like (laughs) helen from accounting who everyone hates but like if she's you make eye contact with her you're just stuck in a meaningless conversation for two hours and it's just it's literally corporations trying to maximize their profits and shame us you know know, know, like they they make you feel bad about taking paid time off pto right like it's people literally fought wars inside like to have unions to build uh, uh benefits to have uh, um, uh, um, like not not only benefits like but you know healthcare, and but like, yes, yeah, yes, like fucking children. There, there are um, there are American states uh, 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 that are basically knocking down child labor laws so you can make a fucking fourteen year old work. Jesus, it's Christ. It, we're reverting back, and because it's that whole mentality of capitalism. You, it's the quote unquote American dream. Although at this point, it's just the dream in general. But you can make something from yourself. Bootstraps. Yeah. You know that's why there was this whole th- obsession with like uh, Bitcoin and F- uh, cryptocurrency and like right. uh, uh, you know non fungible tokens. It's just because everyone is trying to find a way to make a quick buck. Right. Because the rat race is killing you. Yeah. And now when people like especially post COVID when you know when you know like uh, first of all universal uh, basic income should be implemented we're, we're spending billions of dollars on on uh, uh everything else everything everything else. if you just gave everyone an extra like 500 to 700 bucks just just to like pay off just enough to, right that's maybe groceries that's maybe uh, uh you know uh, maybe a couple of like um ymca classes for your right. kid uh, like just uh, the bare essentials, bare essentials so that every day and you know what 
we would also have this situation where all the things that you're taxing that we keep telling you, like pink taxes and all these other things, it's just like, that's kind of crazy that you guys do that. But if you just gave us the money to alleviate mm-hmm. the pressure of mm-hmm. those taxes, and if you told us, well, these taxes are so that we can continue to do some of these services in which we can support you, as much as it's bullshit, I would at least be able to swallow the pill a little easier. But instead, you don't want to give me any extra, and you're putting taxes on things that don't need taxes, mm-hmm. and then you're just watching us cr- cr- like crawl mm-hmm. and dig and scratch, and then you want us to walk all over each other. And then when people start to have breakdowns and people start to have burnout and people start to have emotional situations that they can't handle and they have anxiety and all these things and then you go well well that's not on us listen because like there is going to be such a huge mental health crisis globally post pandemic because they're never going to change they need to make more money because that's that's the rat race they're stuck in and if the cost of living keeps increasing like it is and they're using excuses like oh the supply chain in the Ukraine because the Russian war (laughs) listen you're telling me every fucking service and good in the whole world is based off of that little slip no it's just them rising gas prices housing prices food costs like it's so much money for milk and bread now and you have people you have corporations who refuse to give more money there's bare minimum uh uh bon- not bonuses but uh, like like uh, pay increases yeah. that don't reflect like an appropriate oh, realistic cost of living. yes yeah. it's not a real cost of living upgrade no, uh, yeah. no it's it's an extra 15 cents even yeah. while everything's up two dollars yeah are you kidding me my partner's a nurse uh, we're from Quebec we're currently in Ontario right now as we're recording this and in Quebec we watched as and I, my mother has been a nurse most of my life so I've watched as the healthcare system has just had money drained from it slowly but surely and then when the pandemic hit and there was this big panic instead of realizing like oh we did such a poor job for the past two and a half decades of maintaining our healthcare system they just said okay we're gonna flood the system with money right now for quick payouts. So they started offering the nurses insane wild bonuses, which they deserve, obviously. I'm not saying that nurses didn't deserve the money they got, but instead of building a proper system that Mm -hmm. could pay them properly, they built a system that doesn't support them properly. Uh, The negotiations behind the scenes, because, you know, my mother works in the union office, so I heard the stories about them trying to negotiate a fair and and honest like pay increase which they never wanted to give them but during the pandemic here's an extra 15k if you sign this contract to work full-time for one year here's an extra uh, double time double overtime for this short period of time here's all these things and by the way this is only for as long as we actually need you to help the healthcare system for the pandemic yes 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 during the pandemic as soon as that is done even though the country is still in shambles people are emotionally distraught and broken we're still going to turn around and just pull all of that away and all the nurses who are now overworked, overextended and on burnout uh, who have no incentive to stay are also all going to pull out. So then your healthcare system is going to get even crazier. Your surgeries are going to get delayed. Everything in the system is going to look even worse because during the pandemic, the only thing that kept it up was you pried this golden bar. Just, you just stuck it in there and said, just, we just need you to hold up this platform long enough. And now you're, pulling it out and the platform is going to start falling and then you're going to say like well it's just because and then you're and and then this is what we're talking about you're going to say well these nurses are quite quitting 
They show up, they do their 12-hour shift, and they don't want to do anything else. And that's the most infuriating aspect of it is yeah. they are like, – listen, when you see everyone who's worked for a job, I don't care if it's like even McDonald's, there is an extensive job description and relevant experience required to do the job. This is literally the list of things that you need to do and what enticed you to do the job. Now, that is X, that's worth X amount of dollars. Right. They want you to do this and like basically a second additional role and job and responsibilities, but that doesn't come with twice as much money. You know what? You're not getting you're getting the exact same amount of money for two jobs you're basically working in terms of responsibilities and stuff yeah. versus the one. And the audacity. Yeah. The audacity to be told that you're not doing you need to be doing you're not doing more than you're supposed to yeah. is a judgment yeah you're paying me to do this much if there's extra stuff like what happens when you're paying your kid and you're you do extra work you get extra things when you're yeah. your kid at school you do an extra good job you get extra treats right. extra gold star yeah you're telling me that you want me to do three times as much work three times as much stress stress three times as little benefits for the exact same amount of money and have the audacity to call yeah. it quiet quitting you want to call it quiet quitting because they're victim blaming of course they're turning oh, it on to the actual worker i didn't do anything i'm doing exactly what you told me to do but you want me to do more that's absolutely fine but you pay me more that's how this whole relationship works that's the craziest part to me the idea that there's a job description i'm doing what the job description says you didn't necessarily you a lot of the times the extra work that we're doing is because as employees of the company often i would say we notice where there's a few extra things we could do that we do because we want to help the company. Because at least in my initiative, yeah, yeah, I get it, yeah. And, yeah. and I'm not. This is not all companies because I know there are full-on companies that give you a job description and then give you a stack of other things and tell you, yeah, we need you to do this as well. But I'm talking about, and that's the ninety percent of it, and we know that's the situation. But I'm talking about the few people who go into the office, start doing the work, and start to realize, well, I actually like this place, and I could do a few extra things that might help. And when they do those few extra things, the initiative, like you're mentioning, the punishment is more of it, more work. They but no pay. No pay. They just saw that. Oh, he's he's got the time. Right. We're putting on him. Right. And like the again, it's I really feel like the pandemic has has. It was we were given an opportunity to radically shift the format in which we do work, mm -hmm. and they're so oh, they're so obsessed with maintaining the status quo that they would drag people. And we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Don't get you, don't yeah. get me wrong. Like listen, we regardless are. of where you are on the spectrum, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. If you're yeah. still getting sick and it's still the same virus, it's we're still in right. the middle of it. Yeah. The fact that they want everything to go back to normal because. The fucking corporations weren't making enough fucking money. And like, and the idea of work-life balance went out the window. Completely. Because the work-life balance was, hey, I could work at home and my mental health is balanced. Right. Rather than going to in an office again, being kind of forced to... It, it it's almost and again this is I know this I'm I'm gonna sound like a goddamn commie but it's almost like a prison sentence. Yeah. You're going you're you're a, you're a, you're you're going back from uh, you know your weekend off at home back to your minimum security jail yeah. where you get you know your square three square meals you gotta go like hammer out some fucking license plates in the in the shop <laughs> and then you know go back home and again uh, I, it, it's late stage capitalism it's just a small group of people shareholders yeah. board of governors. The same fifteen guys who are directors and the same fifteen things making money. Yeah. You, you think you think Jeff Bezos, like in the start off, 
was actually doing work. Okay, he was, yeah. he was, he was on the when he was in the garage, he was working. But now he's a billionaire. No billionaire has earned the billionaire part. Right. You're a millionaire. You've earned being a millionaire. Yeah. You're tens of millionaires. Oh, you're investing. Once you become a billionaire. Slavery's involved. Yeah, yeah. You start to realize that for you to have acquired that much, you had to take it from other people somewhere. You had to mm-hmm. actively. Mm-hmm. You had to, and, and and again, we we're using the word slavery because there's no other word that we could use to describe the idea that I need this much money. To, and I need this much manpower to make that much money. And to do that, if I pay you this little... And well, we're now legally forced to pay them. Yeah. So let's see how little right. we can make it. And what's the minimum, minimum, minimum I could do? I can pay you this exact amount. I can give you these minor, this the, these little services, this healthcare, this stuff. These are the, This is the bottom line that I can give you. To entice you to come. To entice you to come. And then and then I'll throw in some like some crazy stuff like, oh, you get a discount at a coffee shop around the corner and you're just like and and people who are and again like we know things things have been bad there are people who are looking for jobs and then of course with the pandemic there are people who lost their jobs Mm -hmm. so people started going like okay well at least i could work at this place amazon has started blowing up we and then you so so it's nine to five you're gonna work whatever department you're working and we you need oh but but we also have the coffee that we're giving you at the office. Don't you want to stay and do an extra 15 minutes and, you know, help, uh, you know, this is, hey, you're almost finished with that palette. Why don't you guys just finish that up and, and feel like you, uh, well, you didn't finish it in time because you weren't working fast enough or hard enough. And, and again, it's the you're victim penalized. Blame. It's that sense of like. I'm working as physically fast as I can. I'm doing these tasks as quickly as possible, as efficiently as possible. I'm trying my best. I'm also, like you said, trying to figure out a balance while Mm. I'm at work because I don't know about you guys. There's no workspace in the world where you go in, sit down and do the eight hours with your one hour break and your brain is only on that. The exact eight hours. It's not uh, even possible. Uh, to do honestly, that. I think like maybe for like ten years post World War Two, when there was fucking no TV yet, right. you could exist. But the moment there's a TV, bro, anything with a screen, it's over. Right. And this is my work. There and like listen, the people who do quiet quitting, like one of the worst articles I ever saw, and when I knew it was like we lost, was when there was an article. I think it was on like 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 Forbes or Global Mail, some right wing rag, where they said that. Office air, because it was recycled, reduced the likelihood of you contracting COVID. And the, I was like, is this an Onion article? <laughs> like, there's no... That is 100% the most gratuitous, in-your-face gross example yeah. of them trying to use media to undermine and, like, shift the narrative to be like, hey, come back to the office. Yeah. It's okay. You won't get COVID. I promise. Yeah. And, like, oh, man, mass mandates are gone. Like, they've done... And especially in America, they've, they said, look, wait, you need to be in incubation or uh, lockdown for, like, 10 days. Oh, court, yeah. Uh, uh, quarantine for 10 days. When you, if you contract it, they made it five days, right? Because they want you to back on the fucking Dude, floor, bro. I remember when the airlines and and admitted they admitted to pushing the airlines admitting to pushing to have it only be five days. So, and I remember thinking, wait, so are you guys admitting that you non medical individuals are pushing for a mandate to be changed? And why? With no because st- they were losing money. And so the idea of, and again, like as millennials, I, I, I have never felt as a generation more, uh, uh, um, I mean, like the Gen Z kids, but they're, they're, they're going to be in the middle of fucking World War Three fighting over water. So they'll be fine. Wood, but, um, yeah. uh, like in terms of millennials, because we've like, we've gone through 
multiple major economic disasters. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, we have gone through. I can list off like seven wars. Yeah. Um, massive social change. Right. And the entire time, the and Shina- massive climate stuff. Oh, oh, but don't even. We didn't even get don't even that. start yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But and the only thing these fucking baby mover Gen X pieces of shit was told us was stop eating avocado toast. <laughs> who the fuck? I have. Who, none of my friends eat fucking avocado toast. You think that's the fucking problem? Straws? You think that's the fucking problem? Uh, and now yeah. they have the audacity to tell us we're not working hard enough because right. I feel like we're the first generation where all the we it peaked. All the good stuff for us peaked in our like. By like the time we were 15, 16. Because yeah. now it's all gone downhill. Because like yeah. nothing is nearly as good enough. Yeah. Everyone's st- staying alive for longer. So there's less likely for us to be getting job opportunities. And if they do, right. we're stuck at that same position for an extended period of time. Right. Because our bosses will outlive us all. And, <laughs> you know, if there's no reason for me to work hard. Because yeah. I grew up. Especially as an immigrant, you work hard, put your nose to the grindstone. Right. You, you know, you lift yourself by the boot. But which, by the way, I did not realize that the concept of lifting yourself by the bootstraps is a fake analogy because it's supposed to reference the fact that it is impossible. You cannot lift, lift yourself, yourself up by the, the bootstraps. Yeah. It was meant to be satirical and absurd, yeah. but now people have taken it because because people are dumb and only use the first <laughs> half of fucking sayings. Um, <laughs> and, and so like, it's like, if there's no reason for me to work, why would I be working? It's the only reason it seems to be free pizza every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, some sodas in the fridge. Uh, there's a new coffee machine and all the <laughs> hot chocolate you can drink. So they want you to work an extra two fucking hours? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Why am I going to bust my balls? There's no way for me to leave. Yeah. I would move up so I gotta leave yeah. and if I leave I'm real quitting versus quiet quitting yeah. so again Which, and again by the way quiet quitting is not actually quitting, quitting. it's nothing it's a terrible name you're yeah. just doing your job you're not, you're not just fucking burning yourself yeah. out for nothing it drives me nuts when I when it was explained to me that I was just because when I heard because I so most people who know me will, will understand this exact moment when I read quiet quitting I immediately thought like it meant people just ditching. disappearing, right? Disappearing, like just leaving yeah. the job. Yes. Go, like ghosting the company. Yes. And I was just like, so when somebody explains to me, it's like, there's an epidemic of it. I'm like, oh my gosh, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, right. Because they did a couple months ago, did tell us about how people were in the, especially the hospitality industry, were quite like, mm. were, were just leaving companies. They would just, they would get a job. And, yeah. Because you get a bare minimum salary. Right. You're supposed to live off of tips. Right. Post COVID, no one's making money because everything's shut down. So no tips. Right. So a lot of people were just not even calling back and were just leaving. Mm-hmm. So then when I heard quiet quitting the first time from my partner and then from one of my friends, I was just like, oh, that, that makes sense. I know. I know it was false. <laughs> for those of you watching or for listening, we just fixed my jack so I look a little more fly. Yeah, um, but so you, you get to this point where I, so when I heard quiet quitting, I was just like, oh yeah, that makes sense as a description for people quiet quietly exiting yes. like you know it's not the most, most soft resignation yeah right. totally, absolutely but then they started to explain to me no no it's when people do their jobs for as as per the description and do the exact nine to five and i was just like why is what wait i don't understand these people are still working at the company they still go in every day they still do the job they're still doing their task and they do that and that's they're using the word quitting to, it's not like it's 60 percent of the task they're doing a hundred percent of what they're asked they're doing all of it like you said before, unless I'm Topanga from Boy Meets World trying to get 110% and a gold star on mm-hmm. my paper, or any of Urkel, any overachiever character you've watched growing up who always wanted to have 110 mm-hmm. and the GPA so high that it didn't even calculate properly. Perfect all, uh, scores all around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Unless you're doing that at work. 
<laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, doing that stuff won't, like, and I, I, I remember thinking about this, the quiet quitting thing at first and, and, and thinking, like, funny enough to the 90s stuff and wondering, like, were they, were they showing us overachievers in a way to tell us, like, you should be an overachiever? But then I remembered, no, they always drew the overachievers as slightly annoying. Yeah, Lisa Simpson is the perfect example right. of the most obnoxious, entitled, like, right. like kind of go-getter, like a Leah Michelle from Glee kind of vibe. Yes. Like, election with Reese Witherspoon. Oh, yes, and, like, yeah. and we spent entire generations shitting on them. Right. Like, and Hermione... No one liked it for the first three books. You know what I mean? And 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 that's the thing that we want to make clear to people that you – first of all, they're using that term again like you said. They're trying to make you uh, – they're trying to victim blame. They're trying it's to make propaganda. Them, it's genuine propaganda. Propaganda. Shout out to my professor my – my propaganda professor from university, Dennis Murphy, rest in peace. The man gave us the most amazing education on this subject and I wish he was here. I honestly – every time I see stuff like this going on, I wish I could just go into his class and audit it from the back of the room to hear him discuss mm. – these subjects because when I did that propaganda class and he showed us what the Nazis did and he showed us what the Americans did and he showed us because don't get it twisted every country that you've seen and now every capitalist system you see is using propaganda to try and keep you down and for it would have been beautiful to watch Dennis Murphy tear this whole thing quiet quitting to the ground and I know he's up there and I say that I'm not even a religious person but this is one of the few times that I'll say if there is a heaven that man is watching from up there going these motherfuckers (laughs) and I say that because I've respected the fuck out of that dude and this situation is insane so for all of you working and doing your jobs nine to five do not feel an ounce of guilt Mm -hmm. do not feel anything but the pride you put into the job and if you're not happy at the job and you're thinking like you know, sometimes it's tough and I, all I can dedicate is this, that's okay too. Because I can tell you right now, there's not a job in the world where every single person in that company feels like this is a gift from the gods and they are being blessed with libations. No, we all go through rough times and there's nothing wrong with feeling sometimes like I just need to do the job. And if anything, we should all just be doing the job because rightfully so and with all respect to every employer out there you should be paying us more if you want us to do more and that's not even a crazy thing to say to pay people more if you want them to do more the same way you own your companies and the same way that your company goes out there and tries to get more money for whatever the service is because you're putting in all this work you're going out there i can't even like if you have if you're saying we're going to build this building taller than any building and you're going to put out a bid and you want to get paid this much money and then it's going to go over a few months and you want extra money, guess what? You have a reason to ask Mm -hmm. for the extra money because it's going to take extra this and extra that. It's the same way that every one of the employees you have in your company sitting down and working hard deserves to get their extra. And don't make them feel guilty about it. That's insane. One of the reasons I like my boss and I'm one of the few people who likes their boss is because my boss will always sit down and tell us, one, what's going on, two, how much we, how much she needs us to do, three, if we're not doing the job, she will be honest with me mm. and tell me, hey, is what's going on? Not even an accusatory way. 
Is there something that is limiting your ability to do your job more efficiently? And I'll be like, boss, I'll be honest. I've been thinking about this medical thing that she's just like, why don't you go find out what's going on? I went and my doctor, my boss told me, go see the doctor about your knee. Go see. I want you to be healthy so that you feel comfortable at work. And I did all those things. And guess what? Every morning during that pandemic, I rolled out of bed, sat at that desk, did my job and felt confident and comfortable knowing my boss cared enough to make sure that on those other days where I wasn't focused and the reasons I wasn't focused was taken care of. <laughs> Imagine that. We just, we just need a lot of old people to die all at the same time <laughs> so we can all become the best bosses possible. You know what I mean? So crazy. Yo, dude, Mr. Kaladi. Listen, I, I feel like we just, this is like the, the thing, we, we just lit the spark on the eventual revolution right now. But if anything, it gives us an opportunity to do this again. Oh, yeah. I, I I love this conversation. It, doing it in Toronto with you is so much fun. I, I was like, when we were trying to figure out like, oh yeah, we're doing it in a random conference room. I'm surprised. Listen, we made it almost 30 minutes and no one has come in to kick us out yet. I'm like, I'm, I'm really good. I'm, 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 you know what? If anything, I think, if anything, they overheard us and we're just like, that's right. That's revolution. <laughs> so to all the people out there that walk yeah, by, everyone, the everyone who's been enjoying this episode, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Where, where can people check out your stuff? Uh, Check me out on Instagram at Hisham Kaladi or at uh, TikTok also at Hisham Kaladi. Uh, and feel free to message me. I'll give you some good food recommendations regardless of what city you're in. Oh, dope. Okay. And guys, that's as, as always, I say it every week. This isn't the darkest timeline. It's just the dumbest one. <laughs> and we are on this voyage together and we will figure out how to make it a little bit better every week, one bit at a time. So thank you all for tuning in. Peace out.